Help defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Your contributions enable us to continue our work to promote the faith, defend the family and promote the sanctity of life. Make a real difference today. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk slash donate. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus went to a town called Nain, accompanied by his disciples and a great number of people. When he was near the gate of the town, it happened that a dead man was being carried out for burial, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable number of the townspeople were with her. When the Lord saw her, he felt sorry for her. Do not cry, he said. Then he went up and put his hand on the bear, and the bearers stood still. And he said, Young man, I tell you, get up. And the dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Everyone was filled with awe and praised God, saying, A great prophet has appeared among us. God has visited his people. And this opinion of him spread throughout Judea and all over the countryside. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise you, Lord Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. (coughs) Yesterday, the church throughout the world celebrated the Feast of All Saints. That is all of those men and women who throughout the ages have been faithful to Christ and have overcome the enemies of our salvation, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And they rank upon rank. They are finally in the Father's house. But there are still others on their way, those who have left us, but are still on their way. They also, like us, uh, have, struggled, have struggled against the enemies of our souls. And they have fallen, they've been wounded. And God, who is merciful and who desires the salvation of all, wishes to crown his gifts in them and their efforts in cooperating those gifts. And so this place of purgation, purification, where the dross, what remains of sin, is purged away, is what we commemorate today. Those souls who linger in purgatory. They themselves are glad to be there. The alternative is too terrible to contemplate. They know that their father's house is open for them, but they still lack the wedding garment, the they still have to be purged of their attachment to sin, a condition all of us um, know so well. And so in these fires of purification, they linger, they have hope, and they recognize that they are merely satisfying the divine justice. They are unable to help themselves, so we pray for them on this side. We, of course, hope in that 
our journey um, to the Father's house, even though we need to pass there, we hope that our stay there will be short. And so the church, from the very beginning, has offered suffrages, prayers, for these departed souls. And so for this month of November, we will keep them in mind. And there's a box here um, at the foot of the altar where you can inscribe the names of relatives, family members who have passed, and we will keep them in our prayers. It's also a good and meritorious act to pray for the dead, not just during this month, but indeed every day. Because they are in need of our suffrages. And also, of course, it is one of the spiritual works of mercy to pray for the living and the dead. In the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, the prophet tells us, On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will prepare for all peoples a banquet of rich food. On this mountain, he will remove the morning veil covering all peoples and the shroud enwrapping all nations. He will destroy death forever. Where is this mountain of which the prophet speaks? How can we find it? Can we climb it? And the answer, of course, is yes. Because this mountain is none other than Christ Jesus, our Lord, the Savior of the world. He is the mountain of which the prophet speaks. And we already have an inclination of this in the prophet Daniel, who saw the, the tiny stone which was cut from a great mountain. And this tiny stone rolling down grew and filled the whole earth. Well, it is only in Christ that the Lord of hosts prepares for all peoples a banquet, a banquet of rich food. And the rich food that he prepares is nothing other than his body and blood, which was, was sacrificed, as we heard in the letter to the Romans, for our salvation. By his death we have been made righteous. By his resurrection from the dead we have been saved. In the journey to a father's house, there we will constantly have to face the enemies of our souls and we will be wounded. We will be injured. But the Lord of hosts is at our sides. He, he is the good Samaritan who picks us up and binds our wounds, who takes us to the inn and who looks after us himself, feeding us on his body and blood which one of the purposes is, in fact, to heal our wounds and to give us strength so that we might continue the journey, we might continue the fight. On this mountain, on Christ, the Lord will remove the morning veil that covering all peoples, which is the lament for sin and our total inability by our own efforts to overcome it and the consequences of it, which is death. That is the shroud that enwraps all nations. We cannot do it on our own. And so the, the prophet tells us, on this mountain, he will remove the morning veil and the shroud, and he will destroy death forever. Yes, death has already been defeated when Christ, the Son of God, became man. He 
took our human flesh, and as we heard in the gospel, he showed his power even over death. In this miracle, which of which Saint um, Luke, which Saint Luke records, we told the Lord apparently um, uh, uh, going to a, to the town of Nain happened to meet this crowd who had taken a young man for burial. Well, it wasn't um, without divine providence being involved. And when he reached near the gate, we're told the Lord encountered the funeral procession, and he felt compassion for the son, for the mother of this young man, because she was a widow. And what we told, his words are, do not cry, nothing more. And he went up and put his hand on the bear, and the bearer stood still. And he said, young man, I tell you, get up. That's it, get up. Nowhere in the scriptures do we ever read of a miracle of this kind. In the Old Testament, yes, there are examples of the resurrection of the dead, such as that of Elijah who, and, and the son of the widow. But in that case, Elijah placed his body on that of the child, and he, he breathed um, mouth to mouth and nose to nose on the child. Doing this three times, the child got up. Yes, similarly, there's a story of Elisha, who did the same. And then there's a rather strange story of the men who were carrying out, who were carrying a corpse for burial, and out of the forest a bear appeared, and in their fright they threw the body on the grave of Elisha, and the, man, the dead man got up and he ran off with the friends who were carrying him to burial. All, all of um, six of them, seven of them disappeared instantly. But apart from that, we see no other mention of the resurrection until the coming of our Lord. And here we read him going up to the funeral cottage and saying, get up. And death has to obey. It has to relinquish its prey. And in doing this, the Lord shows that he has total power over death. He would do the same for the girl, the young girl who was who had died in her home, and of course for Lazarus, who was already four days dead, buried, and as his sister said, he stinks already. But he would take Lazarus up and out, and Lazarus would come out. And then of course there's Lord's own death and resurrection, which he had predicted. On the third day, I will rise again. And then on the day of his death, there was the multitude of, um, after the earthquake, who rose from their tombs and were seen. So we have again this example of Christ being the Lord of life and death. And then, of course, the other two examples would be that of Peter, who, who, who raised um, the, the widow, and St. Paul. But even then, it, it, even so, it doesn't end there. In the history of the church, there have been many examples of saints who have raised the dead. And some of them, some of these miracles, which are well documented, there were enough witnesses, um, 
they, the, the, these tales remind us that death is not the end. Far from it. Life here is ended, but only to begin afresh and anew and perfect in total freedom at the eternal banquet of our Father's house. And so in this month, let us pray that we, each and every one of us, will be prepared to face our own death and that we will in fact assist all those who are dying, whether today or tonight, with our own prayers, so that all of us, when our, our journey in this world is over, we will truly have overcome our enemies and we will all be rejoicing eternally in the kingdom of our Heavenly Father. Eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May the souls of faithful departed, through the mercy of God, rest in peace. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Thank you.